to the Making Lemonade podcast with Wit and Kelts. Kelts, we haven't done this for a couple of days. I know. I feel like I'm very out of practice. Yeah, we took a little break. Mm-hmm. We had to get some new equipment, and I'm so freaking happy about it. I know, me too. Yeah, so we'll have to get today's episode edited and mm-hmm. every finger's crossed. I know. That we sound as clear as we can hear right now. <laughs> I'm making sure that the record button actually recorded. Just kidding. Yeah. It showed up. So I know. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Good thing Kilts knows what she's doing. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> don't even act like you didn't have to teach me this time. Oh, shoot. I love it. <laughs> well, it's summer. Mm-hmm. Kids are out of school. Yeah. I'm excited. How about you? I'm excited. I'm excited for the break. Yeah. I love structure. I love a schedule, Mm -hmm. but I also love seeing my kids Mm -hmm. do their own thing. Like they love to stay up late. They love to Uh play with their friends. Like I just love it. I hate them. I I hate making them do chores in the summer. I'm so bad, but then I'm like, no, they have to earn their keep. So I know. And I saw that you made a summer bucket list. Well, kind of. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. (laughs) Yesterday I posted that I was going to do a summer bucket list and then we didn't even get around to it. Oh. Yeah, we had a couple things we had to hurry and get done. We were doing a car show this weekend, actually, oh, yeah, with the truck. That's cool. But <laughs> so my brother got married. I don't know the end of May, and he was gonna drive the truck away. You know, like from mm-hmm. his reception. And we were driving down the road, and the drive line went out, like <gasps> on the ground. <laughs> no. Oh. And luckily, I was following AJ, and I was mm-hmm. like, so we pulled over. I towed him home, and then we literally left to go hunting the next day for a week. So I just got back and I had to run the driveline in to get fixed yesterday. And so, you know, you know, when you get back from a trip and you're just like, you have your to-do list. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing laundry all weekend. I had my to-do list yesterday when all the stores were back open Mm -hmm. and it just didn't happen. So maybe today we'll get out the poster and we'll make our summer bucket list. Oh, I love that. When I saw you post that yesterday, I'm like, I need to do that. Yeah, We've done that before. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't even thought to do it. Yeah, And my kids are always like, let's go do something fun. And all I ever think of like, God, everything we do is expensive, but Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, you can go fishing for free and, Mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of the things my kids love is just outdoor stuff. So it's easy. And so for a hike. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be anything. It just be, you know, I wish they were still the age like that. They wanted to go to the park or play the splash pad. That's true. Because I know for me, I'm like, uh, get the sprinkler out. You'll be fine. (laughs) Yes. And hopefully this summer, I'm excited to see Skyly got in the lake on Sunday. Oh, like really touched the water, Uh which if anyone knows Sky, she hates water. Oh, I love that. I'm hoping this year we can take her to the pool and she'll swim Uh and just be a little more of a fish. So. I actually didn't know that she didn't like water. She used to get in the bath and sit on her hands. She was terrified to move. (laughs) And now she like plays with her toys and, Uh you know, she doesn't like her hair washed still, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But all of my children are like AJ. They love the water. They're Mm -hmm. little fish. They would dive in. Sky, not so much. Like last year at the pool, she don't want to be in there. She'd cling to you. She won't go down the slide. She just, she's not a water baby. Uh So I'm hoping... This yeah, different. fingers crossed. Yeah. So it's just funner. It's yeah. funner when they want to play. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Are your kids water babies? Oh, yeah. All of them. Like Ledger yeah. to the point. Ledger is to the point. I mean, I've said this before uh-huh. to you. He has no fear to a fault. Oh, yeah. And so he's jumped in the water numerous times and people have had to jump in after <laughs> him to save him. I'm like, I don't like... 
please. One I want to survive his that, childhood. I don't remember. I who. want him to survive his childhood. Like, <laughs> right. please just anyways. Yeah. But he's just fearless, mom. He's he going to be a little evil Knievel. He is. Brady is Brady like that? No, I don't. Well, so like, Brady has changed yeah. over the years. So I don't know what he was like as a child. Oh, okay. But no, he he he's a safe guy mm -hmm. he's safer i see you guys climbing like in your side by side mm -hmm. at moab and stuff like on yeah. those rocks and i'm like i would never i remember you told me you got out and i rock. me and the kids get out but brady likes it he likes little. it but he's also scared <laughs> yeah dean i shouldn't yeah. say scared but it makes him nervous like he definitely yeah. has AJ, like he gets the shakes after and yeah. stuff like that yeah aj's terrified of heights Mm -hmm. he hates heights but he wants to go skydiving oh isn't that funny that is so brady's terrified of heights but he has been skydiving oh did he like it he loved it but we think that his fear came like after bane died oh yeah because it just showed up yeah. one day and now he doesn't yeah. like it huh. i don't know it's, it's weird. weird life is like, weird i know i <laughs> the older i get i get very defined in like what i love and what i don't love and mm -hmm. i don't waste my time on things i don't love anymore yes me too know? so mm -hmm. it's funny how you just evolve i guess yeah it yeah. is funny yeah hmm. yeah crazy well so today let's talk about kayla let's do it oh yeah. my gosh she was so good sweetheart. yeah i love her i do too i felt like what I know I say this with everyone. I know. I love them it's all. It's hard not to. I love all of them. So, mm -hmm. yeah, she was, we've never met her before. Mm -hmm. She reached, did she reach out to us? To be I think on? so. I think so. And yeah. it was, we were like, yeah, let's do it. And mm -hmm. then we had to cancel. It was the day our kids yep. woke up sick and we were like, what the heck? Yes. Which was a bummer. And I was so scared to cancel on her. Do I you hate know what, doing though? that. That was the day that our equipment broke. It was. So I bet if she would have came out anyway, our equipment mm -hmm. would have worked. And yep. it just, it worked out for, it was supposed to be. Yeah. So I agree. Then we took some time off and mm -hmm. she was next up. Yeah. And she, her story is so good and she does such a good job telling it. Yes. And there were moments when I was watching her speak and I felt like I was there. Mm -hmm. Like she just does a good job describing yeah. the situation Yeah, and even yeah. just handling it. Like mm -hmm. she was shaking during certain parts. I know you guys can't see, but she was, she handled it so well. Mm -hmm. And what she's been dealing with, she's had anxiety since she was three years old, which mm -hmm. I can't imagine having right at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just so impressed by everything about her, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so. Yeah, she did so good. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. So she deals with anxiety, mm -hmm. um, depression. PTSD, child loss. Mm -hmm. Postpartum depression. Yeah, postpartum. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just her story. She lost a little boy to trisomy 18. Mm -hmm. And oh, that'd be so hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when she talks, I just, I kind of put myself in that situation yes. with her and I just my heart broke you know yeah so ah, I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story mm -hmm. so let us know what you think leave some comments on our Instagram or our Facebook page mm -hmm. give us a review on yes. Apple Podcasts we only accept five stars because our sound's gonna be better guys okay <laughs> leave us a review we want to get to a thousand reviews on there so yeah. help us out just take 30 seconds and mm -hmm. tell us how much you love us yes. or the podcast or yeah. a certain guest in the comments there. If you are listening on an mm -hmm. Apple device and yeah, thanks for listening. Welcome Kayla. We're so excited to have you here with us today and tell a little about your story. Um, why don't you tell us where it begins? I'm excited too. Um, 
do you want me to start where which part begins? Because there's <laughs> right, like anxiety or uh, child loss. Which, uh, which I think you should start like your timeline. Timeline, yeah, yeah. yeah. just do timeline. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've had anxiety since I was three years old. Um, mm-hmm. Traumatic event is what has started it. Um, we didn't know what it was at first. My mom was just like, I don't know why she's having like these panic attacks almost like, and I was going to, so we put me in therapy and went to therapy for a while, came back really strong again in the eighth grade and missed a bunch of school. Um, and then I was really good for a while. And then in the eighth grade happened again where I missed like two months of school during the winter. And it was always worse during the winter. Um, still is. Um, and then I went through a really, really bad bout of anxiety and depression my junior year of high school. When I was in high school, it was kind of taboo to talk about. Mm -hmm. So not even like my best friends knew how much I was struggling and how much of a a dark place I was in. And I didn't want to talk about it because I thought they would think I was crazy or Mm -hmm. a freak or, you know, and I didn't want to get looked at differently. And, and so growing up, I hid my anxiety or, um, you know, would kind of tone it down a little bit just be like I have anxiety but it's fine Mm -hmm. you know and it caused some issues my junior year with my with basketball where um I had also hurt my knee and been bitten by a hobo spider and had a big old like nasty thing on my leg that I had to get taken care of for like four months and then anxiety and depression on top of all of that and so it was really hard for me to play basketball but I didn't dare tell anybody why Mm -hmm. and so they, they all just thought I was like faking injuries and doing all this stuff and it was really hard and to this day I cry about it because I'm just like you guys didn't understand and I got told I was a liar and got looked at like I was just this lying Mm -hmm. person that was always hurt and stuff and it was like no it's not that it was that Mm -hmm. I physically couldn't move half the time and so you know, we finally got past that stage. And, mm-hmm. and then, like I told you guys, after I graduated, I was like, I need to get out of Cache Valley because I did not like high school. Mm-hmm. I did not want to be here anymore. I needed to be somewhere else. So I went to New Jersey to be a nanny for a year and did really, really well. I was a little worried my anxiety might come back being away from home, culture shock, mm-hmm. but it didn't. And it was so much fun. One of the best decisions I've ever, decisions I've <laughs> ever made. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, three kids out yeah. there, and it was great. You took care of three kids. So what were their ages? Do you remember? They were six, eight, and ten when I six, got there. Six, eight, and ten. And okay. Then, Those are yeah. fun ages. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. Um, I was there for just over a year, helped train the new nannies that were going to be taking over. Mm-hmm. And actually, funny thing is I actually ended up getting my best friend a job out mm-hmm. there, too. So she ended oh, up moving okay. out there a couple weeks after – or a couple weeks, a couple months after I did. So we got to – pretty much explore New Jersey, New Jersey and New York together. And -hmm. and so that was really fun. And I'm really glad I was able to find her that job as well. Cause that's where she met her husband too. Okay. Um, and then I came home, was living with my sister and I was just like, I'm still not ready to be back. Mm -hmm. And my mom was living in Arizona. And so she's like, we'll just move here. And I'm like, that makes sense. Let's go. And literally in a weekend I was done. Like I packed up and left. It was so quick and stuff. And again, the great decision lived mm-hmm. there. I think it was nine and a half years to be technical. Um, but I met my husband down there. I had met a lot of good friends down there that I still keep in touch with whether they've moved or not. And I love that. Um, 
they all knew about, I, this is when I started talking about my anxiety and mm-hmm. stuff a little bit more. So they all knew I had some, some really bad anxiety and they were really good about like being with me and making sure I was okay. So when you were younger, like what did it look like from younger to older, like anxiety and depression, just cause as a mother, I'm just thinking like, what, you know, could mm-hmm. I look for in my child if I don't know. Um, just kind of like symptoms and stuff like that. When I was really young, I don't know. Like when I was three, mm-hmm. I, I'm not positive how it really was. I mean, I could always ask my mom because mm-hmm. um, she knows. But as I got into about eighth grade, um, it was like this. It was just like a fear of going to school. And it was a fear of um, like I would always say I was sick even though I was mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't want to go to school and I didn't because I didn't want people staring at me Mm -hmm. because there were days when I would go to school and I would just be sitting in class crying and everyone, of course, the second graders Mm -hmm. are like staring at you as you're crying and Mm -hmm. it's embarrassing, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so I would make up reasons not to go to school and so, sorry, were you just holding a lot of emotion? Yes. So when you were at school, it was overwhelming and that's why you were crying. And then you felt like you were being stared at. Yeah. And which was, which was hard for me. And I got, I developed this thing where if I was going to be late, I was not going Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I did not want people walk, watching me when I walked Mm -hmm. in that door. I was, so now I still to this day have this thing. I have to be early. Mm -hmm. I cannot be late. I hate being late. And it's just, it, that stuck with me my whole life. Um, and I had this fear that um, my mom got divorced um, when I was a baby. And so my dad wasn't around a whole bunch. And so I just had this fear that my mom was going to leave too. And mm-hmm. so every time she dropped me off somewhere, I'd be like, don't forget to pick yeah. me up. Don't forget to pick me up. Yeah. You know, and so I'd have anxiety like an about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and so that was part of it. And then I directly related my anxiety. It's called... Um, in the second grade, I was having an anxiety attack and it was during reading time. Mm-hmm. And so the teacher's just reading and I'm sitting there and I'm like crying and he would not let me go outside for a second. He wouldn't, he made me sit there. And then the kid behind me that sat next to me, he like threw up all over the mm-hmm. floor and we all like turned around and I'm already freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then all of these kids start freaking out. Mm-hmm. And my little brain, and I've heard through many years of therapy that is very common for anxiety to be related to something. Mm-hmm. Like you can relate things and think that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. And it directly related to throwing up. So now I have this fear. It's called a metaphobia. And it's pretty much the fear of anyone else being sick or you being sick yourself. And so like I have a really hard time and always have when people are like throwing up or something like I I can't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really hard as a mom when your son says your belly hurts mm-hmm. and you're, cause I go into this straight panic mm-hmm. that I have. But when I was younger, I was afraid to go to school because what if somebody else threw up? Mm-hmm. What if I threw up and everybody mm-hmm. looked at me? Yeah. Uh-huh. What if, you know, something like that? So that was another thing that I didn't want to go to school for it because, and then for a long time I was afraid to eat. In the, mm-hmm. in the cafeteria because what if somebody threw up? What if I threw up? Oh, what if, yeah. you know, like if I don't eat, I won't throw up. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that still relates to this day as well. And mm-hmm. one therapist told me that I could be kind of categorized as an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I didn't do it to lose weight mm-hmm. or, you but know. it's like or, a fear. But it's a fear. Right. Like it's a fear. Like if I'm having anxiety, mm-hmm. I physically cannot eat. Yeah. Okay. And it's just like, and once my anxiety has gone, yeah. I will 
Right? <laughs> Nobody's business. Like, you know? And so people yeah. are just like, you need to eat. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I will. Yeah. Like, you need to calm down. <laughs> right. I, I know my body. I know my mind. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like I don't eat for days. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. And so those are usually were my signs. And I cried a lot. Okay. And then as I progressed and got older and older, I would start to shake. And okay. then my jaw started locking up. The crying kind of stopped. And now I, like where now I just kind of like start feeling it in my stomach, like butterflies and stuff. And then it gets a little tight in the mm-hmm. chest. I start shaking. Mm-hmm. My jaw locks up. And at that point, it's like, I need to be home if I'm not at home mm-hmm. or I need to be able to like get, a, like be by myself. Yeah, in mm-hmm. a safe place. Yeah. Like yeah, sit on, really if I'm like at my that. grandma's house, I go into the other room, mm-hmm. sit on the couch, mm-hmm. just kind of breathe, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. take it in and, and stuff. Or if I'm at home and my husband's home, I'm like, he takes the kids. I go in the bedroom and I turn on friends. You know, I turn on, turn mm-hmm. on a distracting thing. I try, like you had mentioned earlier, grounding, yeah. um, things like that and yeah. stuff. And so, yeah. okay. but I've been on and off in therapy since I was three years old. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Wow. So now yeah. you're in Arizona and you have found a good group of friends yeah, that yeah. you get to talk to and, mm-hmm. and their understanding. And so tell us about that. Um, I do have to say one of my best friends that was up there, she was also my roommate. Her name was Julie mm-hmm. or is Julie. Um, she lives back in Idaho now. That's where she's from. But me and her hung out all the time and we were so like, it was weird and we would just have dance parties together and stuff. But when I was having anxiety and stuff, if, if it wasn't too bad, we would try to do something. She would try to help me distract myself or, you know, do something. But if it was really bad, she would, you know, text me from in the other room and she'd be like, you okay? Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. She knew I was having a bad week. I'd come home from work and there would just be like a little gift basket on the table. Mm-hmm. And like, she was, she's amazing and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And so me and her still talk quite often. Mm-hmm. And she was one of my closest ones, yeah. um, that knew, more about mm-hmm. yeah. everything. And how amazing for her to kind of, I don't know, do those little things yeah. for you. Like, I don't know. Yeah. How old were you at this point in your life? Um, 22, 23. I'm like, I would yeah. hope I would do those right. things for my mm-hmm. friend, but I don't yeah. know if at that age I would have thought to do that. Well, yeah. just to be so understanding too. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like she's having a moment, you know, mm-hmm. how can I support her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I she, love that. She's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm so glad you found your tribe. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you didn't find it in high school. It sounds like, and a lot of people don't, you know, you're not the only one that struggled in high school, which is like good to hear, but also in the thick of it, you're like, yeah, but it sucked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I had my tribe in high school and I still, I still have friends from high school. Still Mm -hmm. very, very close friends from high school. That's not the problem. I just struggled in high school with the anxiety. So it's not that I wanted to leave them. And some people not understanding why you Mm -hmm. couldn't play basketball or why you And got looked at differently, even by the ones that I loved the most, Right. you know, or, you know, just things like that. It was just really hard. And so it's not that I wanted to leave them. I just wanted to leave the bubble. Yeah. yeah. I guess I, I wanted to get out of this bubble because yeah. I just, I had a, so much mm-hmm. hard times through high school that yeah. I was like, I need, I can't be yeah. here where people know me. I need to go somewhere where people don't know me. And yeah. I'm so glad I did and stuff. And so, yeah. And then shortly after that, like a year or two after I was living with Julie's when I met my husband. Okay. And he is too not too supportive I you can't be too supportive uh-huh. but I mean like I don't deserve him sometimes yeah. I feel like you know like uh-huh. he's yeah. amazing he's with the my perfect anxiety. fit for you yes uh-huh. he is and like yeah he understands it and he's protective of it so like if somebody gives me a hard time he's like you know it's not her fault right mm-hmm. like 
no, you don't get to tell her that she's overreacting or you don't get to tell her that, you know, and he's very good about being like, I apologize when I have panic attacks. Like, I'm so sorry that you have mm-hmm. to deal with this. He's like, I'm not the one dealing with this. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're dealing with this. Mm-hmm. You are so strong. He's like, I'm just here to help you if you need me. Oh. And he takes the kids. Like, he's so, so good. And it was really hard to, to trust people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the guy, I had dated a guy when I, before I met my friends in Arizona, um, that broke up with me because he said my anxiety was too much for him. And so after that, every guy I dated, I thought they were going to break up with me if I told them about my anxiety. There comes the abandonment. abandonment Yeah. 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 There's so many things that relate back. Oh, a hundred percent. And so it was really hard. And so my husband still has to reassure me, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere just because you have anxiety. Like, it's not your fault. I still love you. Because it's not. Like, it was from something that happened so long ago. Like. Then well, it started. It's not my and fault. You are not anxiety. You just have anxiety. Exactly. And that's what he tells me yeah. every single that's time a, because I'm always like, I feel hopeless. I feel right. like I'm never going to get better. Yeah. This is just who I am. And he's like, it's not who you are. It's what you have. It's what you have. And yeah. it's what you deal with. And there's such a difference with that. Even I'm a type one diabetic and I read things all the time. It's like, you are not a diabetic. You have diabetes. It's not who you are. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. what you have, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't define us. Mm-mm. You know, it's just part of us. So I love that your husband is so supportive. And yes. just even all these years later, you know, he's not just like, gosh, get over it. You know, yes. he understands that you're, it's you're probably going to be like this your whole life. Mm-hmm. And you guys are learning to cope and deal. And he knows mm-hmm. how to help you. And there's certain times that I'm worse and certain mm-hmm. times that I'm better. So like right now I've yeah. been doing really, really well. But right after we had my last, our last baby, yeah. I was a wreck. We'll mm-hmm. get to yeah. that. Yeah. But was it hard yeah. for you to let him kind of take care of you and serve you yes. in a sense? Yes. Yeah. It was. So when I was younger, when I had anxiety, mm-hmm. I just, I, I have my safe people and my mm-hmm. safe person was my mom. Yeah. Um, and then my friend, Jessica, who lives in college ward, um, those people, when I was having an anxiety before I left, they were the people I wanted to be with. Mm-hmm. Like if I was with them or they were near, I was safe. I was okay. Um, And then after meeting my husband within weeks, I just felt safe with him. Mm -hmm. And I, so I told him about my anxiety and I told him all the things that I had been through and gone through and, and stuff. And he was just like, instead of looking at me differently, he looked at me like I, like he gave me those eyes almost like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. you are so strong. Mm -hmm. Whereas some people you tell them and they, their eyes turn. And they look at you differently, like you're crazy, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. and or they may not think that, but that's how you feel mm-hmm. and stuff. And so he, yeah, very, very supportive and always has been through our marriage and yeah, it's been, he's been amazing. Wow. That's yeah. great. I'm so glad you found him. Me too. You're pretty <laughs> to say I'm like, please don't ever leave me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Cause he's great. Yeah. yeah. So you guys got married, mm-hmm. had babies. Tell us about that part yeah. of life. So we got married and Gilbert Temple mm-hmm. down there. Um, when I moved down there is when they first started building it. And so I said, if I meet my husband down here, that's the temple. Cause I watched that temple be built. I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be married there. Um, and so we got married in that temple and, uh, we actually ended up getting pregnant fairly quickly. Surprise. I had to have a gallbladder surgery and my birth control said that if you're going to have a surgery within two weeks, you need to be off of this mm. for two weeks oh. because I don't know why maybe blood issues. I don't know. Um, so that should explain itself, you know, <laughs> and I found out 
like two weeks after my gallbladder surgery, which means I was technically pregnant when I had surgery, oh, but wasn't far enough along yeah. to show up on a test mm -hmm. and stuff. So my doctor was just like, well, um, you had a lot of medication. Hopefully he sticks. And I was like, well, he was meant to be because he stuck right on. And right. We were, I was he very was coming. Grateful. Yeah. Like he <laughs> was meant to be. Cause I was just like, it was so brand new when that surgery happened. It could have, it could have gone the other way and, and stuff. And I was scared even for months after that, because I still was just like, I don't know what happened with the, you know, all that medicine when he was that tiny and, mm -hmm. and stuff, but he was meant to be here and he was born January 10th, the next year. And he is serious as a heart attack. Like mm -hmm. he's getting more goofy, mm -hmm. but he loves to work, man. Aww. He doesn't, you gave him like fake hammer and he looked at it just like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Like he wants the this real is thing. A child's toy. <laughs> and he's like two and a half. Okay. And so he would be like, I want a real one. And he'd like go find papas <laughs> or go find daddies and stuff. And so, and he was always been that way. He loves to work. Yeah. We're working in the yard. Yeah, let's go. And he's all about yeah. it. Oh, can he come to my house? I know. Teach oh, my would. kids. I've got stuff he, to do. <laughs> I would be like, Do you want to go do some yard work at somebody's house? And he'd be like, Yeah, let's oh, go. Like he that. is isn't it funny All about how it. when our kids are born, it's just like mm -hmm. who they are mm -hmm. is who they are. Yeah. And you can't change it. Mm -hmm. Like, I love it. But there's things yeah. I'm like, even if I could change it, I would not. Because he's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. And yeah. I mean, he's is five he right now. Soul? A little bit, yeah. which I've heard you guys, I had heard you guys mm -hmm. say on one of your podcasts, mm -hmm. one of I'm your sure. two, yeah. but you were like, yeah, he was an old soul. And oh, Bane. Mm -hmm. Was it Bane that was an old, soul? an old soul? Yeah. And I was just so like, was, that's Grayson. Like, he really is. Yeah. Like, he. He's 25 mm -hmm. in, in a, a little body. Year. Yeah, like yeah. he's ready to work, ready to do yard work and and other types. Like yeah. not even that. He loves to work on wood with dad. He. Yeah. What do you think he's going to be when he grows up? What's he want to be? I honestly have no idea. Yeah. Right now, yeah, he just loves his dad so much that yeah. right now he was like, I'm going to work at that same shop that dad oh, did. And yeah. Logan's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> But he wants to work with his hands. He'll do something Exactly. Cool. Yeah. And so- I mean, I don't know, but yeah. I guarantee it's something to do with his hands. Yeah. Like he's going to be a hard worker as far as that goes. That's great. So, and he's really smart. So I have to look at I'm like engineering. Yeah. That'd be cool. I was like, going to say, this so could be an engineer cool. or a builder mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Dang, that's so fun. And so yeah, he's five now. Okay. And, you know, we never had any crazy things happen through mm -hmm. those years, which I was very grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, How was your anxiety being pregnant? Did you struggle I, at all? I did a little bit. Like, Not about the things that could happen. Yes. Even after your surgery, when he was telling your doctor saying like, Hey, he might not make it. Did that kind of cripple you at all? Or were you it didn't cripple me, but it did make me worry. Okay. Um, yeah. I was always like pushing on mm -hmm. my belly, making sure that I could feel him move. Yeah. And if I didn't, I think I ended up at labor and delivery two or three times mm -hmm. because I was like, he hasn't moved. And yeah. I tried juice. I tried cold water. I tried all the things and he still hasn't moved. And I'm yeah. freaking out. And he, they would look and they're like, he's fine. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, good. And yeah. so I had that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't crippling, but it was a it little was stressful yeah. and it was there. And yeah. um, just the heightened in hormones causes higher anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so I was having more anxiety as it was let alone on top of just mm -hmm. like those fears that come with, I think yeah. everybody in pregnancy, yeah. like I, whether you've had kids, never had kids, had mm -hmm. kids pass away, never had kids pass away. I think you just have that stress mm -hmm. of, well, I don't, you know, something I want them think, here safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's like yeah. a, such a huge mother's intuition too. Like mm -hmm. when I had my big miscarriage, which I'm sure we'll get to your stuff. I knew 
Like I talked about that in my episode. I Mm -hmm. was, I had so much anxiety. I couldn't even wake up every day without like wanting to puke. I just like something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong. You You can feel it. I knew it. Like, and I was like in my head it's, but it wasn't, you know? And, and sometimes we don't feel that, which I'm like, that's such a blessing. Mm -hmm. But when you do, it's hard. So Mm -hmm. I was just curious how that pregnancy went for you. Yeah. That one was probably my easiest as far as anxiety goes, Mm -hmm. just because like, I didn't know. Like yeah. I, I had the anxiety of not knowing what to expect, mm-hmm. but I didn't have past like a fear, f- you know, like fears yeah. of miscarriage or anything like that because, yeah. um, I hadn't gone through mm-hmm. a miscarriage or anything right. like that yet. And, and I was scared the whole time that it could happen mm-hmm. because you hear about it. Mm-hmm. And so you get that, those nerves and stuff. And, but he, it was it was good and he got here quickly and safely and a little early yeah. <laughs> and not too early, luckily, but a little earlier, but it was good because I was ready to be done. Mm-hmm. I am not, a, I know that pe- women are like, you're made to have babies. I am not made to have babies. <laughs> I do not like pregnancy. Like I am grateful yes. that yes. I can have babies, Yes, but I also can hate right? pregnancy. Yeah. Pregnancy like, yes, hard, I agree. guys. You like, can be grateful and yeah, still yeah. hate. I'm still waiting for the husbands to take a turn. <laughs> it's gonna happen. We talked about this last night with our friends. We're like, can't the boys do it every other time? Like, you know what I mean? Right? Just, Just switch off switch or something. Off. I feel like we should get a break. I know. Yeah, I totally I agree. agree. I totally agree. Yeah, but it's good. You know, the outcome, little baby makes mm-hmm. it all worth it. So, tell us yes. about your second baby. Okay, so my second baby. Um, about we decided. I thought three years between would be really good. Like. Terrible twos are over. Who knew mm-hmm. the three-nager was a thing mm-hmm. at that point? Um, you're about two and a half, Grayson was. And I was like, I think we should start trying again. And and Logan's like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And oh, I was closer to about two years old. Um, so we started trying again. And it took a little longer this time. Uh, it took about six months, which isn't very long, but longer than the surprise. <laughs> and so when we got pregnant with him, we were just really excited because it took a little longer. We just really wanted to have another baby. And then, um, I was sick for like two weeks, maybe three. And then I was fine after that. And I was just like, Oh, maybe it's a girl, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was so sick with Grayson. So I was just like, maybe it's a girl, you know, mm-hmm. they always say it's different. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> cause I'm a boy mom through uh-huh. and through it. Every single one of my pregnancies was different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so then I was a lot more active. Like I was still really tired and still would get queasy moments and stuff. And for the most part, I was doing okay. Went to the first ultrasound and they were like, he's still a little bit, or he didn't say he, it is still a little bit small to to get that heartbeat, mm-hmm. to hear that heartbeat. And so, so come back in, uh, in two weeks. I'm like, okay. And I was just like, that's weird because I've been tracking my cycle. Mm-hmm. I should be like seven weeks right now. Mm-hmm. So I was just like. I don't, I, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we go back in two weeks and he was like, okay, it's barely there, but it's like not barely there. Like you can barely hear it, but it is there. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, something's off. Mm-hmm. But I just brushed it off because I was just like, the doctors know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was, you said they're professionals. Mm-hmm. They know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just like, it's fine. Uh, and then at 20 weeks we went in for the ultrasound and they were like, they took pictures longer than I remembered, mm-hmm. especially in his brain. And I was just like, seems like something's off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't say anything. And she, the ultrasound tech who is an angel on earth, like she was, is the sweetest person. And 
I just, she's not allowed to say anything, mm-hmm. you know? And so then they, they're like, well, we're going to take you into this room. And I was like, they don't ever take us into a room mm-hmm. after. And so at that point I was like, something's wrong. I don't know what, but it was on his brain. Mm-hmm. And so they came in and they said that they found some anomalies on his brain and his right arm. They were like, his right arm is like really short or something's going on with it. And they didn't know for sure. So like, we're going to send you to a specialist in Phoenix. So this was about three and a half hours from where we were living. Mm -hmm. Um, So we chose which one we wanted to go to and went to him and, or we did the blood test first, actually. We did a blood test that said that came back positive for a 90% chance for trisomy 18. And my doctor just said like, it's nothing that you did. It's just something that happens. Um, you didn't cause this, which I'm so glad he said, because that's your first thought. Mm-hmm. What did I do? Yeah. Did I take something? Did I drink something? Did I eat something that made this happen? Um, and he's like, it's not you. It's just, it happens in one in every 2000 pregnancies and one in 5,000 live births, I believe mm-hmm. is what it is. Something wow, like that. That's- yeah quite a bit yeah and so it's quite rare i mean it happens more now that it's happened to us like i see it more Mm -hmm. but yeah and he's like but they're almost it's almost always fatal um he was like there's a good chance he won't make it to birth Mm -hmm. if he does there's a chance he'll be stillborn um if he makes it out alive he may only live a couple hours and there's like a five percent chance he'll make it to his first birthday Mm-hmm. if he's born alive yeah. and I, and we were a wreck of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we went to see the specialist. We confirmed it with the amniocentesis, which was terrifying because I don't like needles and mm-hmm. that's a big old needle going in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they confirmed that he had full trisomy 18. Um, so the doctor's like, you'll just come back down every once in a while. We'll check on him, see what's going on. He was also mm-hmm. measuring a little bit small, um, but it was like cysts on the brain is what they had found. Oh, okay. And then we later found out that it wasn't his arm was short. He had a contracted wrist, which is oh. a sign in trisomy 18. Okay. Where instead of being like this, it's stuck like oh, this. Okay. I know no one can see that. It's stuck full, like kind of. <laughs> like it's folded back. Yeah, folded of. towards yeah. their wrist okay. or towards the inside of their wrist. And it like you couldn't like straighten it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, and so then we came back. By this time, we were probably about 24 weeks, and then we went back about 28 weeks, and he was like, I am noticing some backflow on the umbilical cord, which means that instead of all of the nutrients going to the babies, it was starting to take away from him. Mm-hmm. And then he was measuring four weeks small, um, and he was like, okay, since I'm seeing this, I need you to check into the hospital so we can monitor you guys. So he was like, I need you to like go right now. Uh, and we were just like, well, we live three and a half hours away. We have a child there. Mm-hmm. We have no clothes and stuff. And he's like, okay, we well, go home, pack up your stuff and get back as soon as you can. So we did, we went home. We were able to arrange with my husband's parents to watch our son, um, who was two, two and a half at this point, almost he'll be, he'd be three in January. But, um, this was the November. It was the week of Thanksgiving. Mm. and it's a rough week for yeah. people yeah cool. it is. <laughs> yes it is and so we got there on we got the call on monday or the news on monday i believe 
and got to the hospital on Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember. Kind of a blur. Um, and then the next week on Sunday, so that week we were in the hospital. They did ultrasounds every day to check the backflow. And they're like, it's looking good. It's looking good. They're like, you could be here for till his due date. Mm-hmm. They're like, or you could be here for two weeks. Like, we don't know. Yeah. But that we got to keep an eye on that because if we don't, he could pass and you not know it or, you know, something like that. And a lot of trisomy babies aren't really active, but man, he was so active. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, how is he so sick? Mm-hmm. But he's moving so much. Mm-hmm. Like, they couldn't get good pictures of him because he would just move like crazy. And every single doctor was just like, he moves so much for a trisomy baby. And I'm just like, that's what everyone says. Like, mm-hmm. and so in my head, I'm thinking, it's well, a little fighter. Like, well, maybe he's okay. Yeah. I've heard of stories where the, it came back with trisomy, trisomy and they were born completely healthy. Yeah. So I'm just like, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. hoping and praying for it and stuff. And then on a sat the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So like my mother-in-law was kind enough to bring my son or our son to the hospital. And we had like a gross hospital Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and then two days later they took us and they were like, okay, we're having consistent backflow, which means that like none of it is going. So pretty much the umbilical cord and placenta like had stopped working. Mm -hmm. And they were like, so you have a choice to make right now. And it's to deliver induce and deliver him with the possibility of meeting him or wait it out and he will probably pass away in your belly within 24 to 48 hours and it was just like okay mm. I, those are both that, hard decisions both I'm, are I'm not good yeah i'm yeah. 29 weeks i had yeah. just turned 29 weeks mm-hmm. and i was just like and he was measuring four weeks small yeah. so i was just like okay. Um, so we prayed about it and just thought about it for a while. And we're just like, I think the best option would be delivery Mm -hmm. and try to meet him Mm -hmm. because I don't want to not, I don't want to regret it if we have that chance, Uh you know? And they were like, well, you know that that's not a hundred percent chance. He could still be gone when, when, because labor could be too hard on him. And we're like, okay, that's okay. Like we'll, you'll take we'll that be okay. Chance. We'll take that chance mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And I was like, but I don't want the monitors on because yeah. if he passes away, I don't want to hear his heart stop. Right. Mm. And they were like, okay. Mm-hmm. And that just gave me chills. I know. Yeah. Like yeah. it, it was really hard. And so everyone, um, my mom and dad came or my mom and stepdad, um, and then Logan's parents and Grayson came and then Logan's little sister and her boyfriend came. He's like almost fiance, but not quite there yet. (laughs) Um, and they all came down and then my aunt Julie, uh, who has worked for now I lay me down to sleep Mm -hmm. for many, many, many years. Um, I think she actually is the vice president of it now. I can't remember for sure. Um, she flew down to take pictures So it was was another blessing, you know, I remember, I think it was, it's 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 like, it's it's her, it's hard to say that Mm -hmm. it's what's supposed to happen, but it was 100% what was supposed to happen. And there were so many blessings and people Mm -hmm. like, how do you have blessings Mm -hmm. with that? You didn't go through it. You don't. I'm like, I did. That always gives me chills too. But, um, it was just another one of those small blessings that happens. And so, you know, they started labor and 12 hours later started Pitocin 
didn't take much after that. Um, so he, my, I was having contractions and they were starting to get consistent. And I told him, I was like, I need to be able to be here and be present as much as possible. So before we even start, I'm getting an epidural. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in pain because Mm -hmm. I'm already going to be in pain. Mm -hmm. And they were like, that's fine. And so they, they did my epidural. So yeah, I couldn't get up and walk around, but I was like, I need to be present for this. Mm -hmm. I need to not be in pain. Mm -hmm. And, and so I'm just impressed already with your strength. Mm -hmm. Like you were aware enough to be like, Hey, I don't want to hear his heartbeat. Stop. Mm -hmm. I want to be present. Like all the things kind of when you're in the midst of a trauma, this is kind of traumatic. You forget a lot you oh, know yeah. your brain stops working yeah. when you're in a so, traumatic event and so yeah, yeah. i feel yeah. like it's such a blessing mm-hmm. in and of itself that you were able to say all these things that you wanted and yeah. think about that and voice your you know your mm-hmm. needs and wants while it's all happening well i appreciate you saying that because yeah. in, now looking back there's like i don't feel like yeah I did enough or you know what i mean yeah, like I, there's no, things but, that i wish that i would have done differently right. so hearing from the other perspective like yeah it's great that you thought of yeah. those things because in the moment I was like, I don't, right. I, I don't know what yeah. to do. I yeah. think this is, seems right, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but so he is probably around 8.30-ish in the morning now and been labor through night and mm-hmm. they had started Pitocin just barely. Um and I, the contractions really started to get harder. And so we were telling everybody like, it's going to be a bit, they hadn't checked me for a while since like 4am and I was only at like a three. And, um, so like eight thirty ish, everyone like started rolling in to come see us and stuff. And we all like, and, uh, they were just like, how are you doing? Like, okay. And I'm like, I was fine except for the screaming lady in the next door because <laughs> she got in there a little too late and she didn't get an epidural. And so oh. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning in a panic attack mm-hmm. because I wake up to a woman screaming bloody mm-hmm. murder in the room next to me. And I'm just like, and they put us in the very last one trying to keep us away from all the crying babies mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But I'm just like, that didn't, that didn't help. But also she brought me earplugs mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. And, and Um, so I was really tired, but I was like, okay, now everybody's here. I'm surrounded by my people. Mm -hmm. Logan's got his people. We're going to be okay. And then our new nurse came on. This is another one of those small blessings because I got married in the temple. Clearly I, I'm religious. Um, but I, there was two LDS nurses that worked in the hospital Mm -hmm. and we got one of them and the, she was the only one in labor and delivery. Oh, Wow. Yeah. And so wow. we got her. Mm-hmm. She came in the morning that he was born. Wow. She came in, at, I think it was like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And we told her, um, like we got to know her and she was very, very sweet. And then around 1030-ish, uh, my water broke. And I was just like, oh, oh, I, th- I think my water broke. There's warmth, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm numb. So I'm like, there's warmth. And and I'm like, I think I think it broke and stuff. And so they called and we called the nurses in and they get everything kind of cleaned up. And the nurses walk out and I get my next contraction and I just hit, like feel this, like this popping noise and my stomach just drops and all my water, like overflowing. So with trisomy, Whoa. a common thing is, um, extra fluid. 
And so I had a lot of fluid around him and it like overflowed, like soaked my aunt's shoes. Wow. Yeah. Just like water falling Uh off of the bed and stuff. And my mom's standing there and I just look up at her and I was just like, like I was just frozen Mm -hmm. because I was just like, I watched my entire stomach go flat. Uh And my thought was he's still in there. With and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Mm. And I, and there's, I, that was everything that just came out of me. Like I'm freaking out and I look at my mom and she's like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I grab the nurses and she peeks her door out and they're not even back all the way down the hallway yet. And they're like, she's like, um, mm. you guys need to come back. Her water like really just broke. And so they come running back in. And at this moment I knew that like, that there was just this feeling that I was just like, I am not ready. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not ready. Mm. And so I'm crying at this point and just freaking out. I'm like shaking as I'm telling the story. Yeah. Um, freaking out as I'm wondering what's going on, you know, and I, I have a picture actually where I'm holding my husband's hand and my mom's hand and I've got my head turned to the side and I'm crying. And my aunt Julie lifts my blanket and she was just like, he's here. And I was like, what? And mm-hmm. she's like, he's here. Mm-hmm. Like he's not in like he, so he like log flumed out with my water wow. because he was, t- he was small enough to do mm-hmm. so. And I obviously was dilated enough. We didn't mm-hmm. know how dilated I was. I kept asking them to check yeah. me and they're like, well, we don't want to do it because of infection and, oh. and stuff. But I just had this feeling. I was like, I feel like you need to check me. And they were like, no, 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 it's fine. And they didn't, but he came out and I was at this point, I was just like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to lose my baby. I can't do this. I can't do this. And my mom is like holding my hand and my husband's holding my hand and my mom's like rubbing my head and she's just like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I'm just like squeezing like my eyes shut and like turned to the side crying, just saying, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And, um, I just had this overwhelming feeling where it was just like, he's here and he's okay. Mm-hmm. You need to go be with him while you can. And I was just, suddenly I was like, I'm okay. And I like turned and I was like, where's my baby? Like yeah. you know, instantly. And they lifted him up. It was 12 inches long and a pound, one pound, 11 ounces. And they, and they handed it. I'm like, can I hold him? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so I hold him and he moves his leg. And I was like, wait, is he alive? And they were like, yeah, he is. And oh. I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, and we have this all on video because my aunt was oh. there. And so it's like so amazing that she was there and yes. we're holding him and we tickle his foot and he kicks his foot and throws his arms in the air <laughs> and stuff. And he wasn't like breathing very strongly. And, but his, his skin was so thin. We could see his heart beating and, and stuff like that. And we were holding him and just looking at him as they were getting everything, you know, cleaned up and cutting the cord and all of that. And then the, the hardest, the best, mm-hmm. but the hardest part for me was that I was holding him. We were just talking to him and he like peaked just barely, like just mm-hmm. barely opened his eyes. And we're all like, Oh my gosh, he's opening his eyes. And he, he opened his eyes and he looked right at me and then he shut him and he never opened them again. Mm. But for that split second, got to see his tiny little eyes. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, I wish that he could have like looked at his dad or looked at anybody else, but I was just grateful that it happened at all. Mm-hmm. And after that, he didn't, he didn't really move much anymore. He tried to, you know, take some, tried to cry and tried to take some deep breaths, but for the most part, just he wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. And, and so then he, we just like everybody got to hold him while he was alive, which I loved oh, um, because he was born and alive. We were able to give him a name and a blessing, mm-hmm. um, which is very important to us. And, you know, everybody got to hold him. And then my aunt was taking all these pictures of him and posing him with us and by himself. And so we have tons of pictures with, with him and of him. And that's amazing. And I remember you saying that you knew when Bane's spirit Mm-hmm. left and my husband was holding Weston and they were taking pictures. So I had my turn taking pictures with just me and him. And then he had his turn taking pictures with and he's holding him doing a picture and he just looks at me and he's just like, I think he's gone because we had, ha- we kept having like when we couldn't see the heart beating anymore, mm-hmm. she would get her stethoscope out and listen. And mm-hmm. we had done it two or three times and she's like, no, he's, he's still got a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And he like looked at me when she was taking pictures and he's just like, I think he's gone. And so we called Molly over. That was our nurse. And, uh, she listened and sure enough, he had passed mm-hmm. while he was in my husband's arms. And, wow. and so he lived three and a half hours, was born at 1040, passed mm-hmm. away at 208. Um, and yeah, it was beautiful in so many ways and Mm -hmm. and molly knew exactly what we were going to do when we blessed him so she stepped out and made sure no one came in and she she like guarded the door so that no one would come in during the blessing and yeah we just everybody got to hold him alive we have all these pictures a lady came in and and did moldings of his feet Mm -hmm. tried to do his hands but only one of them worked because the contracted one was really hard to do um so yeah that was his birth Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was beautiful and and crazy and the best and worst day I guess is the best yes. way to describe that it is weird how there can be so many beautiful moments and such the worst moment of your life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I think about that with me or just you know yeah. just people it, yeah and I'm like there's so many beautiful moments it's hard to say that because mm-hmm. it's the worst moment of your life and people don't understand it unless they've been through unless, it. unless they've been through, they've been through it, it. Yeah, yeah I agree yeah, even just saying watching someone die is beautiful mm-hmm. is it's weird. That's a weird mm-hmm. sentence, but it is. Yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it completely. Be, and like when I tell people yeah, it's the best very, and worst day, they're like, yeah. "How can you say it was the best day? Like your baby died." Yeah, like people say that to me like straight up on it, and I'm yeah. just like, "Like, well, you weren't there, so yeah, well, it just is." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like there were so many reasons to not believe that that was exactly what was yeah. supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. I was kind of terrified of death, to be honest, before Tay died, mm-hmm. but watching her pass away mm-hmm. was. I just have so much respect for it. And mm-hmm. I know that's so weird, but no, I know what you're, it's sacred. Yeah, it is it's, a sacred thing. And seeing their body after they're mm-hmm. gone, you can see the difference. You can see the difference. Mm-hmm. Like she literally, it's such a weird thing. Yeah. Like she's just a vessel, mm-hmm. you know, it, she's just like a little doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't my little girl. And they don't look the same. No, it's no. different. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. So I totally understand that a beautiful day, really hard day mm-hmm. but uh but yeah. i'm glad you guys were able to spend a couple hours with him and yes we were very grateful too you know oh that's so hard yeah it's crazy 
Uh, what did your little boy think, Grayson? Right? Yes, Grayson. Did you got to hold him, and um, he, yeah, he kind of held him. He was a little yeah, bit he nervous, was so he was. It was more like a, he would yeah. touch his hands uh-huh. and touch his feet mm-hmm. right. and stuff, or he would sit on our my lap or my husband's lap with and us mm-hmm. holding the baby kind of in front of him and stuff. Yeah. And, and he still talks about. I was going to ask you if mm-hmm. he talks about him, and he asks me the deepest questions, <laughs> and I'm just like. <laughs> Ask your dad. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, he's asked yeah. me, like, why can't we just take an airplane and go visit brother? Oh. Like, why can't we just, well, why did he die? Yeah. Why was he so sick? Why, why, yeah. you know, all these things. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't, yeah. I don't know how to answer. But he loves going to the headstone. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he talks about him all the time. Yeah. Includes Brody, him in drawings. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this before and maybe with your kids too. When Tay passed away, Brody was, how old was he? Six? I don't even know. Yeah six and he was still so confused like we did the viewing at the church and the next day was the funeral a viewing and then a funeral and he's like why did I wear my church clothes again I don't want to go to church again you know and then he slept the whole time during the funeral and he didn't want to walk like wake up and walk out to the car he's just like what are we doing you know it's it's confusing when mm-hmm. they're little and then the older they get they're like oh like mm-hmm. they're then they start asking the questions yeah and, you know, sometimes you still don't have to answer them. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I don't think he remembers like the hospital. I really, yeah. I don't think he Just really, the pictures, but the pictures he, yeah. he's like, Oh yeah. That, and he knows who it, who mm-hmm. it is and, and stuff like that. And he talks about him now, but like, if you ask him like, do you remember what happened in the mm-hmm. hospital? He's like, no, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I don't. And stuff, which is, he was two and a half. So, yeah. you know, but I just love that he still will talk about him. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm grateful for with my children is I'm like, I love that you guys talk about Bane every day, mm-hmm. you know, and like Nick's, she was 18 months. So she doesn't remember Bane, you know? Yeah. And I love that she just talks about him. Like he, she yeah. knows him, like, do you they know, include him and things and like, everything. Why don't we buy Bane? One? Why don't we sometimes you know? to the, like a yeah. weird extent, like uh-huh. we'll be eating dinner and they'll say, that like I can't sit somewhere because Bane's sitting there, oh. and Brady's like, <laughs> like it's too morbid for him. He's like, no. But anyways, oh. I what I'm just saying is that I love like is that healing for you mm-hmm. to have Grayson, you know, just say the things he says and yes. include Question. Weston yes, and I everything. Love, I love it. Sometimes they're deep and I don't know how to answer them, but yeah. I love that he asks them mm-hmm. and he wants to know more things. And he one day asked me if we would see him again mm-hmm. and if he would be sick still mm-hmm. and you know, things like that. And, and so having those conversations with him are healing mm-hmm. because it also just reminds me, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause there's days that I'm angry or mm-hmm. I'm sad still. And when I talk to him about it, it just reminds me that, yeah, we will see him again. Mm-hmm. And he's in heaven. He's watching over us. He's our little angel. Um, and so, yes, I, it is healing to have those questions asked, mm-hmm. but he always catches me off guard too. I'm just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Oh, I love yeah. that. One time we were at a store and a lady asked Quincy something about her siblings. I can't remember what she said. And Quincy's like, we'll I have a brother Bane. And she's like, oh, and, she, and Quincy's like, he's up there. <laughs> just like points a finger up. Yeah. I I just am like, oh, that poor lady. I had no idea what was coming for her. Listen, when you have a child pass away, every conversation about them can be so awkward with strangers, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be in public with my kids. I'm like, oh, you're so lucky you have a daughter with those two handsome boys. I'm like, oh, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like I, I already I have a daughter. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, how do you say that? And see, I, it's just... I have learned because I'm just like, the more I talk about him, 
Mm -hmm. the more he stays alive within us, you know? And so I'm like, I love the thing where people say like, you asking about him does Mm -hmm. not make me sad. It makes me happy at the fact that you remember that he was alive and Mm -hmm. he existed and stuff. And so I'm all for people asking Mm -hmm. about, I'm all for talking about him. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about him all day. Like I can. And, and stuff. So I do love that, that people will bring him up and ask Mm -hmm. me about him. Um, because that's just how we kind of keep him alive in our house yeah. and at yeah. home and, and everything. So, yeah. So how was that, um, to bury him? You guys decided to bury him in Utah. Yeah. So he's in Wellsville okay. next to my grandpa Wes, yeah. um, who passed almost exactly a year to the date we found out he had trisomy 18. Wow. Yeah. And so that was a lot. It was like the year mark as well as finding out that we were going to lose our baby. Mm. And so, but it was comforting knowing that my grandpa, who was like a dad to me, mm-hmm. you know, was going to be up there and yeah. with him in heaven and, and all of that. So, it, you know, it was nice with that, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess, comforting because my grandpa, we were very close with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. It was a really hard loss for us, for my whole family. Um, but bearing him definitely wasn't easy. And more, more and more blessings happened. So we were just like, I don't know how we're going to pay for any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my friend who had had several miscarriages and gone through her own struggles with pregnancy and stuff like that, she started to go fund me and people donated. And so that was able to help my husband's job at the time. His boss actually made a casket for for Weston. And it was a beautiful wooden casket. Mm. Gorgeous. Um, then the funeral home, they are Mm. a longtime family friend and they actually donated all funeral services, Mm -hmm. except we just had to pay for the, um, what is it called? No, not well. we had to pay for the headstone, The the, the, the vault. Oh, okay. Okay. The vault. Um, and then we called around to several different headstone places and found, you know, one of the cheaper ones. And we went through them and we're with the GoFundMe, we were able to pay for his headstone Mm -hmm. and stuff. So the only thing we had to pay for was the headstone and the vault out of everything. We didn't have to pay for the funeral home, the services, anything like that, which was amazing. Another blessing. Um, and it was freezing in winter up here and mm-hmm. cause we're in Arizona where it was real warm. And so we get up here and we had to like buy coats and everything <laughs> cause we didn't have any. Mm-hmm. And you know, we buried him and then the next throughout the night it snowed. And so we went out to the headstone the next morning and everything was covered in white and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like when we buried him, it was just kind of snow on the ground. And then the next morning the, we, there's this giant tree that sits above where they're all buried. Like my family's buried mm-hmm. and it's like covered in snow. And when I tell you giant, it's like giant. Mm-hmm. And then like the ground is just covered in snow completely. There's no footmarks. There's no dirt. There's no anything. And it's just peaceful and white. And it was, it was beautiful out there that day too. But Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we just did it really close, intimate friends and, and family, the ones that could make it at least. And so it was very, very small. Mm-hmm. We didn't even like do it in like a chapel or anything. We just did it in the room, the, the funeral home. Um, 
I think was designed to look like a church building Mm -hmm. as very white and clean and beautiful. Um, and so we just did it in one of the little rooms and did a closed casket because he didn't look like him Mm -hmm. at all. And because he was so little, they get really like purple. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he was very, very dark. And so we didn't want everybody to see that. Um, yeah, the, I think the hardest part about burying him for me was that he was really, really small. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find anything to fit him. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I just had to wrap him in a blanket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I hate that I had to bury my baby undressed in just a blanket. Mm-hmm. And even though you know they're not there, you're just like, he's cold. What if he's cold? I still mm-hmm. think that about Tay. You know, like what yeah. if... What if they're cold? What if they're cold? Like I can't, I can't protect them and hold them and keep them warm. And I couldn't even get clothes to fit him. And to this day, I think about that where I'm just like, what if he's cold? Like mm-hmm. it's not fair. Mm-hmm. And he was so tiny. Like he doesn't have any fat on his bones to keep him warm. And I know he's not, it's not him and he mm-hmm. can't feel anything, but it's just your motherly instinct to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And so that was probably the hardest part for me mm-hmm. was just knowing that I, I wrapped him so tight and like that my friend actually made us a white blanket. She crocheted it for us out of this really, really soft fabric. And I wrapped him in that. And so I know it's a warm blanket, but there's, it's just hard, mm-hmm. you know, to do that because they should be dressed. Mm-hmm. He was just too tiny. Yeah. We didn't have anything. Yeah. Oh, I it breaks my heart. I know. I'm like, I always had a hard time because I thought, I'm like, I'm putting you and you're alone mm-hmm. is what I had a hard time with. But anyways, mm-hmm. it's just hard. I it think is. it's the brain. The brain's playing tricks on you and mm-hmm. we know better, but we, you know. Well, and yeah. bearing a child is just. Yeah. No one should ever have to do that. Mm-mm. And one thing I noticed Memorial Day that has yet it's been almost it's been two and a half years it'll be three years in november Mm -hmm. it is yet to get easier to have to buy things to decorate your child's headstone Mm -hmm. because you should not have to do that you should be decorating their bedroom Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so it's like every holiday when i go to try to find things i end up crying in the store Mm -hmm. thinking i should not have to do this it's not Mm -hmm. fair i know Mm -hmm. like and so just this memorial day i'm like in walmart and looking at fourth of july stuff mm-hmm. bawling and yeah. people are probably like, <laughs> You're like just keep walking she's people. really american like <laughs> i don't know you know because they have no idea but yeah. i'm just like which one's cuter to put by his headstone I know. and i mm-hmm. swear half the stuff we find is like it just looks like trash i'm like this is not even cute mm-hmm. i wouldn't put it in my house why would i give it to tay you know yeah i try to find good things but yeah. then they last for barely any time and exactly. then their sun faded they're or, sun faded or they're they get wet and they get uh-huh. gross like we bought a sign that was beautifully made by one of my friends but it did not hold weatherproofed right. and so when we took it after memorial day when we needed to go take it back mm-hmm. one of like the pieces fell off and so oh. then we had to glue it back on and so we take it back out there and another piece falls off because yeah. just because it had gotten wet and yeah. so it kept falling off and it was just like oh my gosh this is the cutest sign he's had and we can't keep it out there because I it keeps know. breaking but it's like mountains yeah. and it has his name oh, cute. it's wood with like tree a tree and like a little bear and yeah, yeah it's so cute oh, my goodness. and so i'm like i just want to get it back out there yeah like, that's us but, like things you're 
deteriorate too mm-hmm. fast or the deer eats it mm-hmm. or there's wind and we find it down the road, you yeah. know, it's a hard balance of trying to find what fits out there and what doesn't. I mean, mm-hmm. Kelts have made wreaths before. Mm-hmm. I have to like tie them down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom did a little, when we first got out to his headstone, she did a little like fake flower bouquet in like a little tin can that we hung out oh, there. That, but then that got sun faded and yeah. stuff. So I'm like, now we need to do another one. Mm-hmm. I know. And all the things, all the things. We have a lot of stuff on his headstone, like a lot of the little, yeah, like bees and butterflies uh-huh. and cactus. We try to bring Arizona yeah. too here. So uh-huh. like, I, I found that. for Memorial Day this little ceramic dinosaur mm-hmm. with a succulent in it, and so mm-hmm. that was one of the things I put on it for Memorial Day because it brought yeah. a little bit of Arizona mm-hmm. and a little bit of little boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw it and I was like, okay. oh my gosh, it's perfect. I'm gonna like, keep so an cute. eye out for stuff for you. I always yeah. tell Kels, I'm like, I found a truck. You want she it? Does. I know yeah. there's certain things that I'm it's just so hard. Yeah. My mom will still be like, I found some stuff for uh-huh. Weston's headstone. And when you find it, you have to grab it. Yeah. I have to tell a funny story really quick. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I was finding stuff for Tay for spring and mm-hmm. like Eastern stuff. And she hated bugs. Okay. She was like an animal lover, <laughs> but any bug, an ant even, she would just scream. Like she had the screechiest scream. And so anyway, I was at Hobby Lobby one day looking at one of their spring stuff was out was a, I don't even know what animal it was right now, but it was a bug, a giant bug, like six inches bigger, bigger. I don't know. And I bought it. <laughs> you're like, right? you're and gonna I like bugs it, now. I laughed all the way to the cemetery. I was like, Tay's gonna hate this and I love it so much. <laughs> so she has a giant bug on her. Oh, cemetery. I love that. I bet she's laughing too. I know, yeah, right? And totally. I'm just like, I don't care. I'm buying you a damn bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little joke. I just had yeah. to. You have yeah, to. I had yeah. to. But that's the weirdest thing I've Sometimes so just, yeah, you make light of the situation and yeah. you're just, you know, like, yeah, yeah you have I to know. decorate your headstone, but you find something funny and you just got to do it. Like, But yeah. I'm like, who makes colorful bugs and cells? Like, who's going to buy that? I think it's a grasshopper you. or something. <laughs> you're like, I'm like am. the checker. She like, yeah. why does she want this? Like, she decorate her. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> anyway, it's that's just a random piece of information. Yeah. So I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's something I would do for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, then you had another little boy. Yes, Jackson. Yeah. So, how was that pregnancy after? It was rough. Weston. Yeah. yeah. So, we waited a year just because I'm just like, first yeah. of all, you can't replace him. No. And so no. it's like I don't. I'm just not ready. Yeah. I'm still. It's just still all too fresh. Like mm-hmm. I just am not ready yet because some people can go mm-hmm. within a month or two yeah. and they'll try to have another baby and that's completely fine. Like you go what you can go, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, and some people wait years or never have another baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a year after. So my little sister did this project, her senior project, and it was called Blessed by Wes. Cute. And what she did was made these boxes full of things to help um, parents or women cope with infant loss or kids born with um, disabilities because she did it in honor of my son and in honor of my cousin Berlin who has Down syndrome. And so there were these beautifully donated boxes by one of our friends and we we made a brand and we branded the top of them. I have a picture I'll show you guys. Um, 
And then we put all of these things. My mom called me and was just like, what are all the things that were in the box that they gave you? And what do you wish was in there? And we had people just donate things, make cats and blankets and all these things and donate them. We put them in the boxes and we took them to the hospital in Twin Falls on Weston's birthday. On his first year thing. And she did it for her senior project, but it was just really healing working on all of this, knowing that we could try to help Mm -hmm. others going through similar things. And we put them like under the Christmas tree in the lobby And then they, after we left, they took them up to the labor and delivery and stuff. And I've always wanted a box to put all of my Weston stuff in. Um, and so these people get to go home with this beautiful wooden box to put all of their baby stuff in. Um, and we wrote letters to the parents on how, you know, like they may be feeling or, you know, how we felt we went through it. If they need us, we will always be willing to talk and, and stuff like that. And so on that day, I, it was just like this peaceful thing, almost like, okay, I made it through the first year. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good. That was a, it was a hard day. It was a lot harder than I was expecting, but it was good. And so shortly after that, I just told Logan, I was like, I feel like I'm ready. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I think so too. Yeah. And so we, it was funny. Um, Jackson was very, very meant to be as well <laughs> because we started trying and immediately got pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. It was just like I was shocked because mm-hmm. Weston took a little longer to to get here and, and stuff. And so it was just like I was surprised. And we found out on Christmas Day Aww. that we were pregnant. So um, that was kind of a nice little gift. Mm-hmm. We got home from my mom's house and I like I was just like, I know it's a week before I miss, but I'm like, I just feel like I should take one. And I took one. It was positive. I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like I was like, but yeah. I like walked out to the living room. And I was just like in shock. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, are you pregnant? And I was just like, yeah. And then I just <laughs> lost it oh, because I was like, I don't goes. know if I'm ready now. Yeah. Like that happened way quicker than I was expecting. Yeah. I thought I was going to have like, you know, a couple Some months. Some time to kind of wrap your head yeah, around Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I thought I was ready now that it's happening. I don't, I don't know, but mm-hmm. kind of late now. Like yeah. we'll be fine. Like we'll make it. But I, it was my sickest pregnancy. I didn't, so yeah, I told you guys, I don't like throwing up. So mm-hmm. I will literally do everything possible not to throw up. And so luckily Grayson was a little older and could kind of help himself a little mm-hmm. bit. Like he, I don't need to be like watching him at every moment of every day. And, and then I had my cousin come over and babysit him cause I was so sick. I'm like, I can't get out of bed. Yeah. I lost like 15 pounds in the first like three weeks that I was pregnant mm-hmm before I could finally start even eating little Mm -hmm. bits. Like I was like taking like four bites of smoothies and being like, that's it. Like that's all I could take. Or like I had honey nut Cheerios Mm -hmm. next to my bed and I would just one one at a time so slowly (laughs) because I was just like, I totally get that. When I was pregnant with Skyly and I don't, I think it happened a couple of times when I had my miscarriages and stuff, but I could not get out of bed. I was so sick, but I like refused to tell my kids I was pregnant because like, I didn't want to let them down if something happened yeah. for a while, you know? And I remember Carter would come in, mom, I made you toast. And like, he knew, but he wouldn't say anything. And he was so, so sweet. sweet and just let me be and let me eat my toast. And like, so, oh, I feel for you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like survival that's what I mean. mode like, when you're so I am sick. not a person made to be pregnant. Like, yeah. Because I hate <laughs> feeling that way. Like, it's just like, and I would cry yeah. and just tell Logan, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I'm so sick. 
I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about it. I've tried everything and it's not helping. And so for months I was really sick and then I finally slowly started getting better and I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. okay, getting a little bit better. But this pregnancy was the only one that I literally felt nauseous the entire time. Not as bad as the first few weeks, but nauseous the whole time. And I was just in pain and I'm wobbling from like 15 weeks and because I my hips were just like, nah, you're good. Like, <laughs> you're fine. Just sit down because they would like crack and pop as I would walk and I'm like wobbling and people are like, how far along? you like 15 weeks. And I'm like, like, just don't worry I'm about like, okay, it. Don't, okay. Don't judge me. <laughs> don't judge me in my hips, but it's fine. And Stefan, but that whole pregnancy, I, I don't know how many times I had panic attacks. Like yeah. I can't even tell you, but at least two a week probably. Yeah. And I had to buy a Doppler because I'm like, I need to hear his heartbeat as much as I want to. Mm -hmm. Like I need, and I need to feel him. I need to, I need all of it. And every doctor's appointment, my doctor, I, so I went in and told my doctor, I was like, so this is what happened. I'm pregnant again. I'm terrified that it's going to happen again. So we, we did the blood work from the beginning this Mm -hmm. time. Um, because we, we didn't do it before because we were like, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't care if my child is special needs. I'm mm-hmm. going to love them. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, but after this, I was just like, I need to know that reassurance, the, you know, like I don't, I don't care if they have disabilities or not, but I need to know. Mm-hmm. I need, there was just something about it where I was like, I need to know. You so we did the blood now. work yeah. from the beginning and that came back normal. And I was like, oh, okay, one, that's one step. You know, and then the ultrasound came back normal and I was like, okay, there's another step. Now we just have to make it, you know, a little bit further. And as the end was coming, I was just like having so much PTSD because I was at 29 weeks. I had a horrible week because I was like, this is exactly how far along I was. And, you know, like what if, but my doctor was just like, if every time you come in, if you feel like you need an ultrasound, we'll do an ultrasound. Mm. He's like, if you're at home and you're having a panic attack because you're not sure, come in and we'll give you an ultrasound. That's he's so like, sweet. he's like, I don't care if yeah. you, what he's like, you just call and you say, this is what's going on. And I need to know that he's okay. And we'll just come in and you can come in at any time and make sure that he's okay. Because I want you to stay calm and because it's not great on the baby to be so mm-hmm. stressed yeah. and so worried all the time right. and I was just like thank you so much you know like I'm like crying in the office <laughs> uh-huh. so what an understanding doctor he's am- he's amazing yeah and I recommend him to anyone and he's still to this day like is amazing but are you in Utah now or yeah we live Arizona? in Providence okay well when this happened oh though? when this happened yeah no I we were here Okay. It was a cash. It was Dr. Kirkman at Cash Valley oh, Women's that's Center. Nice. I wondered if it was <laughs> Kirkman. I was gonna, that's why I said, "Wait, were you in Utah?" Because he's so sweet. Yeah, he's amazing. As he you were talking, I'm like, I wonder if it's Kirkman. Yeah, yep, it is. Oh. He's the one that helped me get pregnant with Sky after I lost Tay, and I saw him in the hall, and I just started bawling. And he just he mm-hmm. says things that made me yes. feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And well, he's just an angel on earth. Yeah, shout and like, out to Dr. Kirkman. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, if you need anyone, go to Dr. Kirkman. Yeah, <laughs> like or don't do because it. he's ours. <laughs> Yeah, he's already busy enough. Never mind. Don't go. Uh, No, like he, and like I would be crying and he would just like, give me a hug. Yes. It's going to be okay. Like we're going to get you through this. And I'm like, thank you so much. And then we went in around 37 weeks and he was just like, how are you doing? And I was like, Mm -hmm. not great. (laughs) You know, I was like, I'm super uncomfortable. I'm still Mm -hmm. nauseous. I'm terrified. And I literally went into labor at 38 weeks with my first. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, so, and I'm like, 
I'm scared and, and stuff. And he's like, okay. And I was like, I'm having so much anxiety of this unknown of when he's going to be here, when I'm going to go into labor. And he's like, okay, well, would it put your mind at ease if we maybe set an induction date? And I was like, yeah, that probably, probably would. Yeah. He's like, okay, so let's say by this date. So it was about 30, I think it was almost 39 weeks. He was like, if you haven't had the baby, we'll induce you. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great. And I'm like, this will help. Yeah. And I get home and I'm like, this didn't help. Oh no. Like, it was just like, I'm still freaking out. Yeah. And just like, I didn't dare move Yeah, because I was like, I don't know if I'm ready yet. Yeah, You know? And it was just like, I don't know. And then I went in, these were the weekly checks, you know? And so I go in like a week later and I was just like, it didn't help. And I was like, I don't, I can't, this unknown thing is I'm having a hard time. I just know my anxiety would be better if I'm like, okay, on this day will be the day that I will go in and I will start labor and it will happen. I won't be at home when my water breaks or I won't mm -hmm. be wondering or one, you know, waiting and stuff. And yeah. he goes, okay. And he was like, how far along are you? And I was like, like 37 weeks or seven and a half weeks, something like that. And he's like, okay, how about Tuesday? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it was just about 38 weeks. I think she actually was 38 weeks. And he's like, I mean, I'm gonna have to check with the insurance because sometimes unless it's like absolutely needed, they mm -hmm. won't cover it. And, but they did. And, and we induced on mm -hmm. the 18th, August 18th, and he was born perfectly healthy. And, but as I'm like laying there, I'm shaking the entire time, even through an epidural, my body is like shaking and, because of the anxiety and just the worry and the flashbacks. Remembers and, the trauma. And mm -hmm. I'm just having all of this PTSD. And I'm just telling Logan, like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Even though I don't have a choice, obviously. Yeah. But I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't do labor again. I can't. I, I just can't do this. Mm -hmm. And then they come in and I'm starting to feel all of this pressure. And there something went wrong with the epidural at the oh. beginning. It was only half my body. So they had to take it out and do it again. So that helped. I was like, oh, I just want to like go the worst home. part. And you know, like at this point I was just like, and so we're watching friends. <laughs> I love that you're a friends girl. Oh, I'm Cause a, I, I can everything. quote like everything and Me I'll like too. be in a situation. Sorry. I'm like totally taking this off track. Oh, no, but I'll be good. like, this is like on friends. And yes. everyone just looks at me. Nope. That's me. Luckily, luck, okay. half my family does the same because I I'm like, I'm glad I'm not gonna, like my baby shower was literally friends themed <laughs> because the we time where Kayla had a baby. Yeah. My, it said <laughs> the time I was pregnant and quarantined Yeah, because it was all through COVID that I was pregnant. Oh, oh yeah. Man. So well, and friends was, was my fun. show after. Bane died. Yeah, I would just because I needed noise. It's yes. a comforting. So I just thing turned too. it on. Yeah, and it's I one was, of those shows. It was on all my TV was on all day long, yeah. and I wasn't watching it most of the time. Yeah. But anyways, it's a yeah. to me, it's a comforting show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of those ones you don't necessarily have to pay attention to, and it's mm -hmm. lighthearted. There's no moments yeah. that like stress you out. Yeah. like you don't want to. You don't want to watch Grey's Anatomy when you're having no. a panic <laughs> attack. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah, I want to do that. Like, it, you yeah. want to watch lighthearted shows. So, The Office and Friends are like my go-to shows when I'm stressed. Or anxious or anything, so I t we took put friends on. friends with us because mm -hmm, we have the DVDs yeah. and put it on and we were watching it and but I'm like shaking the entire yeah. time and Dr. Kirkman came in two or three times before and he just put his hand on my shoulder and he was just like we're gonna get you through this yeah. everything's fine yeah. you're okay oh. and like he was just so good and um then my water broke and shortly after that he was like I don't think it's gonna be much longer and um. The nurse is actually somebody I went to high school with and played basketball with. And oh. she was like, would it be harder for you to have someone, you know, or not? Yeah. And at first I was like, yes, like that's mm -hmm. weird. You're going to see all my business. Mm -hmm. um, and then after I thought about it, I was like, no, 
Yeah. I was like, I feel like I'd actually feel better if it was somebody that I know yeah. and that I trust. Yeah. And she, you know, and so it was actually somebody that I knew and it really wasn't weird. She was very good and very yeah. professional, but it was They're nice so having someone that I knew, yeah. you know, um, to be there and tell me everything was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I bet it's, she's like, I give it like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm at like a five, maybe <laughs> a, like, six. Wait a six. And I'm just like, mm, we'll see. It's been a minute. Like it's been like all day and I barely even progressed. And all of a sudden I get like this crazy pressure. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this hurts so much. Like it, it was just so much pressure. Even though I had an epidural, it was just hurting. And I was just like, oh, okay. And she comes in and she's like, yep, I was right. You're ready. And she, <sighs> so they start getting everything ready. Yeah. And they pull all of the stuff out of the closet and I'm just flashback, 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 mm. flashback. Because I was like, the last time I saw one of those was when my baby was dying. Mm-hmm. Last time I saw one of those was when I was holding my baby and he was dying. Yeah. And like all of these things were happening. Mm-hmm. And so I just like shut my eyes because I was like, I can't watch mm-hmm. them get all of this stuff out and get the whole room prepared. Yeah. Like I just can't do it. And so I'm holding my husband's hand, shaking, crying. And they're trying to like get me in, all set up. And I'm like, I don't know. Like I, I can't. And anyway, but he came easy and quick and Dr. Mm -hmm. Kirkman was so good and talked me through the whole thing like really, really well. And just like, you're good. Everything's fine. He's okay. And then he puts him on my chest and I felt like a horrible mother because as they pulled him out, I didn't see him because I was too afraid to look. Mm -hmm. And so I had my head again, turned to the side eyes closed crying so hard and he's on my chest crying and I'm just sobbing Mm -hmm. because I'm just like I can't I can't do this yeah like I can't and I it was the overwhelming feeling of everything's gonna be okay and he's here and go be with him and it was the same thing and all of a sudden I turned and I looked at him and it was just like everything was okay um and I held him and you know, finally put my arms around him and held on to him tight. And, and he was just screaming. He was a screamer from the beginning <laughs> and stuff. And yeah, he's been a real healthy, chunky baby and, Aww. and it's been good as far as that, all that goes. But shortly after serious postpartum hit, mm-hmm. like worse than I had it a little bit with my, my others, but this one was so bad, so bad. Yeah. And I, Every time he cried, it would make my anxiety worse. Yeah. And so then it was really hard for me to like try to breastfeed him or feed him in general because he would start crying and I would just start shaking. Mm -hmm. And I felt again, like a horrible mother because I'm just like, I can't even feed my own baby without having a panic attack. Like what the heck is going on and stuff. And so my husband missed a ton of work because I would call him and be like, I'm afraid to be alone right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't trust my thoughts. I don't trust anything. And oh, people always, the, one of their first questions is, do you ever have the thought of hurting your children? Or, and I'm like, no, it was never that. It was always just me mm-hmm. um, and stuff. And so I was like, it wasn't, it wasn't ever with the kids, which I was grateful for. And I was like, but I was scared to be alone and, and stuff. And so my mom had to like call in the troops and be like, if Kayla needs you, is anyone available to like, just go over and be yeah. with her? Mm-hmm at points and and stuff like that. And it was like that for a couple of months I got on a medication mm-hmm. and it slowly got better and better. Um, until now when I 
it's rare that I have a bad thought, like really rare. And it's only if I'm having a really bad day mm-hmm. and I am now off of my medication. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And doing really, really well. And this is my best time of year as far as anxiety and depression goes. Mm-hmm. So that was like the best time for me to get off of medication. Mm-hmm. But there for a while, it was a little scary. My husband was a little scared because he's had um, people commit suicide in his life before. Mm-hmm. And so he was really scared and he would just call his mom and dad crying and being like, I'm so scared that something's going to happen. And I was calling my mom and like, what is happening with my brain? Like mm-hmm. I've had depression. I've had anxiety before. Yeah. It's like, why all of a sudden mm-hmm. is this just so bad? And yeah, it was scary there for probably two or three months because I was just like, I don't, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm so glad you're feeling a little better. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's such a common thing to feel that way and your hormones are out of whack. And like you said, you've already battled anxiety, depression, yeah, postpartum PTSD. depression. And then you're having your grieving on top of that. Yeah. 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 Like all of that. Yeah. And I just want you to know for the record, you're not a bad mom, not mm-hmm. at all. And having that feeling of not wanting to see your baby because it's scary in that moment. That's okay. You know, it doesn't yeah. make you a bad, it doesn't define you. Mm-mm. And being scared every time your baby cries, that doesn't define you. Yeah. That just, you're human, yeah. you know, and you're an amazing mom. And Thank you. all that love for your child is just mm-hmm. fear. It's just love that mm-hmm. you, you don't want to lose that baby. You don't mm-hmm. want to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually wrote a post about it like a couple weeks after where mm-hmm. it was just like, I was like, when my baby was born, I couldn't look at him. Yeah. And I was like, now before you judge me, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, I was like, when my baby was born, I couldn't look at him because I needed a moment Yeah, and I needed a moment to grieve. Yeah, I needed a moment to miss Weston. Mm-hmm. I needed a moment to know that everything was okay. Yeah. And, and I just, it wasn't the same situation. I just needed a moment yeah. and then I was fine yeah. and stuff. And it took me a few weeks to realize like yeah. what that was. But initially, I was just like, why can't I look at my baby? Like, yeah. what the heck's wrong? Yeah. Like, it was hard. And then Dr. Kirkman, he was the one that helped me get on some medication and find me a good doctor to go to for to keep up with my medications and stuff. And then I saw him at Vintage Market Days. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, my gosh, how are you? And then I get a call from his office. like, so your insurance said that you didn't refill your well, Butrin and Dr. Kirkman just wanted us to call and make sure that you were okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yes. Cause I was now talking to a primary care. Yeah. And so I was like, I actually am off my well, Butrin now. And they're like, okay, he just wanted to make sure that you were okay oh, and that you were doing better. And again, another moment that I was just like, yeah, he's so great. He's checking on you. Make yeah. sure you're not like, you know, mm-hmm. just quitting on so, yourself. Yeah. Like so bad oh. that I just stopped taking my medicine or, right. you know, things like that. And so, yeah, yeah he just, it makes such he a difference me it. to find a healthcare provider that really sees you mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. you know not just as a patient another he's never made me feel like he's rushing to get out of the room mm-hmm. so to all you ladies having babies just find someone that cares about you mm-hmm. no no matter you where you live about. if you don't feel right if they make you feel rushed they make you feel dumb find someone else it's okay mm-hmm. to say you know what this isn't the right fit mm-hmm. go to someone that makes you feel safe agreed yeah yeah Oh, I'm so glad. So when you're you were okay. going through all of that, like everything with this brand new baby, you're how old's Grayson at this time? Five? He's five. Okay. Right five and a half. What has like what helped you? Like those bad days, those days where you're like, I'm not okay. What helped you? Was it just putting one foot in front of the other? Honestly, I don't know. Part of it is kind of a blur. Yeah. 
because I just was not there. Yeah. You know, like mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that really helped was my husband. He Mm -hmm. luckily had a job at that time that they were extremely supportive of. um, So his wife had had uh, postpartum Mm -hmm. uh, depression and anxiety, and he suffered with anxiety as well. And they were both just like, your family comes first and you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we are okay. If you need to go home and be with your wife for a little while, that's fine. Like, and so they were very supportive. So I was able to call my husband and just be like, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he would come home for a little while, mm-hmm. be with me and stuff. So that was one big help. Um, other than that, like, I don't know. I was in this just like panic all mm-hmm. of the time. Um, eventually it got to the point where yes, just, I had this thing where it was like I was having a bad morning and I didn't want to try to call my husband because I'm like, I don't want him to get fired or something. (laughs) I know they said they're supportive, but you never know. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, I'm going to give it 10 minutes. If in 10 minutes I'm not okay, Mm -hmm. I'll call my husband Mm -hmm. or I'll call somebody. And after 10 minutes I was like, okay, I'm not any better, but I'm not any worse. Okay. So I was like 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. Mm -hmm did the same thing, got better. I was like, okay, I'm not any worse, not any better. I'm still in the same spot. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go 20 minutes this time. So I did 20 minutes and it was just like, after 20 minutes, if you're not okay, call. And after 20 minutes, I was like, I'm not any worse and I'm a little bit better. Okay. And so I just did that throughout that entire day and I was able to make it through that day without having to call my husband home. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time in a while that it was like, I when I was having panic or having any anxiety or anything like that, I didn't have to call Mm -hmm. someone or call my husband home or anything like that. And it was a big accomplishment. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it really was. I love that. Because you can do it. Sometimes it's not even hour by hour. Like you said, it's Mm -hmm. minute by minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At this point it was minute, like it was 10 minutes Mm -hmm. because I was, I felt so panicked Mm -hmm. that I'm just like, I just need to make it for 10 more minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes. And if I'm not okay, mm-hmm. if I get worse, yeah. then I'll call my husband and I'll be fine and stuff. And so I've done that since then, um, on my, on my bad days, I mm-hmm. still do it now, but I can do it for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not good by lunchtime, yeah. I'll call, I, I won't call my husband cause he just started a new job. So he can't like, I'll oh, see you later, you know, <laughs> but like my grandma lives close or, mm-hmm. you know, my aunt, she's not working anymore cause it's summertime. Um, so now I have people that like, if I really need them, but honestly, I'm mm-hmm. to the point where I don't really need people to come over and help me. Cause I'm not scared of my thoughts anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more of just like a, I just need somebody to talk to, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would just call my mom and just be like, I just need to talk. I just need you to call me down, yeah. help me calm down, just whatever. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. So it was just one foot in the other, yeah. in front of the other in a way it was more like just like one minute at a time. And I love that you figured that. out what you needed. Mm-hmm. Like you did that. And then I did start therapy too. I know uh-huh. you, mm-hmm. I think you mentioned that you didn't love therapy <laughs> no, super much. I'm not against it at all. Yeah. I just but needed a love... person to go to. Yeah. yeah. And so like Dr. Kirkman recommended this one to me yeah. and I do have to say every doctor he's recommended I've loved. So yeah. I'm just like, also if you need a recommendation, ask Dr. Kirkman like, yeah. because he sent me to somebody and she's been amazing and she's been helping me with more than just like my postpartum. She's helped me with anxiety I've had since three years old. So mm-hmm. she's, she's been awesome. She's and awesome. I'm, I actually yeah. had a session with her last night. So okay, that's oh, great. I still see her. Gosh, right. what a life to have anxiety since three years old. That's like almost before you can remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just look I, at you now, yeah. girl. You have a family. 
you're a functioning mm-hmm. anxiety person. And, and I just the love word for that. Like, I don't even know. But do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think I know. That's, it's crippling. It, it can yeah. be debilitating. Oh, yes. And you've come a long way. It sounds like, you know, just yeah. everything you've been through. And thank you. And I love how yeah. aware you are. Yeah. You're so aware of yourself and what you mm-hmm. need. And it's probably because I've been going through it since I, I was know, two years but old. Still, yeah. I'm just saying like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people out there who've gone through stuff mm-hmm. almost their whole life and yeah. still are nowhere. Oh, I have people reach out to me all of the time because mm-hmm. I'm for the last, I don't know, seven years, probably six years. I have been very, very open about mm-hmm. my anxiety and my depression and stuff yeah. because I'm like, I am so sick of it being taboo to talk yeah. about. Mm-hmm. And you don't I agree. How common it is. No, I mean, it I have is. most of my panic attacks. I'm just going to tell you, like at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I hate I have happy to put people. headphones in. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one because no. I'll be in public and there's just happy people and they have perfect lives mm-hmm. and I just get pissed. If someone just, talks to you, are you like, hey, I'm listening yeah. to mom. I just don't make I can't eye contact with people. I need people. to start doing that. Headphones. Yeah. Okay. I, I take just, I have AirPods and I usually only put yeah. one in just so that you can, yeah, you know, just in case because people are weird and creepy. Yeah. You know, you, you hear the stories where it's like somebody's yes. following you and you need to yeah. be like aware. So I'm like, you know, one yeah. in just in yes. case. And my husband probably makes me a little hyper aware of things like that because. Well, and it's just it's fine. as a woman though, we're always aware of where we are, who's around us, who's mm-hmm. walking out to their car behind us. Who's yeah. paying attention well, to our children. I was right. going to say, and one thing, yeah. and I don't know, this is probably all parents, but for me, it's been extra since I lost a child is that is my biggest fear is to lose another, lose one. another one. So yeah. my biggest, like I am constantly watching mm-hmm. everyone around me to make sure that they yes. are not going to take my children or yes. that my children, like every time I, my child gets sick, I'm just like, it's hard you know like you panic oh yeah because uh, especially with your situation because bane was really sick all the time Mm -hmm. and and stuff so you know you when they are really sick so like grayson had influenza last year when i was pregnant oh my gosh it was the scariest two weeks of my life because Mm -hmm. he would like not fever and then spike a fever like two days later for Mm -hmm. like 104 and it was just like it was so scary scary. and i me and my husband both would have moments of just like crying because we were just like i can't we can't lose him yeah and yeah he probably wasn't sick enough to actually have but that was the Mm -hmm. first time we had he had been that sick with us you know but it's it's so true every time they i probably freak out more than i should Mm -hmm. but i would rather be Be over protective and advocate and do all of those things then not do anything like when i was listening to you guys you guys would say things and i was just like oh my gosh yes like that is exactly how i feel because i'm like i don't want to miss anything Mm -hmm. i don't want to like not push rationalize something and and regret it and then regret it later yeah 100 percent yeah Yeah. well thank you i I have loved listening to you yeah i'm proud of you i just so met you today you. and i feel thank like i've you. known yes. you for years and you just handle yeah. everything with such grace like thank really you. i was very grateful to come i like i told you guys yeah. i want to be able to talk about it and bring awareness to all the things yes. you know yeah. like anxiety depression yes child yes. loss postpartum yeah. ptsd all of it and mm-hmm. so i'm like i if i can get a chance to talk about it, i would love to so yeah yeah i was very grateful that you guys would 
have me. I am grateful that you were willing and wanting to come on. So thank you for that. And let's like all go grave shopping or something. I agree. Like for decor. Can we make a date of this? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You're in the group now. Right? Thank you. I would love it. We'll just make (laughs) some reason to cry together. It's the worst club You can teach me how to make reasons. No, it's her. She taught me. You can teach me because I really don't know how. Like I can make like those ones where you just tie fabric on in like a big circle. But like actual reason, I don't know how to do that. My mom probably does, but I'm we're just we'll like getting together date. so we can I chat know. about our little babies. That's yeah. right. So, you yeah. want to be able to talk about them whenever you can. Mm-hmm. Well, so. we always say like, I'm sure Bane and Taylor are fast friends in heaven. Mm-hmm. So now we know Weston's with them. Mm-hmm. You imagine like, I, I, this is so weird. I always imagine them like sitting listening to us while we do I, this. Yeah. So I'm like, Grayson has to be up. They got to be. Or Weston. Yeah. Sorry. They got to be cheering us on down there. Like, go right? moms. Mm-hmm. Mom, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we really do feel like they're the force yeah. behind this whole mm-hmm. podcast. And, yeah. you know, well, and it's nice so, to talk to people that have been through similar situations. Yeah. because I guess they kind of know what to yeah. say yeah. Yeah. or know, know or, what well, sometimes, not sometimes to say. Sometimes I always yeah. still put our foot I in put my mouth not to say because yeah. my advice when people ask me is usually don't ever start a sentence with at least uh, yeah. oh we've heard don't. that a couple times because yeah. Yeah. I always yeah. get the well at least you knew mm-hmm. or at least you have like that's kids. supposed to make yeah. it easier yeah. Yeah. or at least you can get pregnant again yeah mm-hmm. at least he wasn't older yeah and I'm just like Cause that would matter. Like, yeah. no. so can uh, I ask real quick though? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to answer, but are you, are you going to have more kids or do you think you're done? No, you're done. If we have more, it will be like through adoption yeah. or something like physically and hard. mentally. I just cannot do pregnancy again. Yeah. It was that, that last one would just push yeah. me too far. And it was just like, I'm grateful for him and I'm grateful for my other two boys and mm-hmm. you know, our, our angel and Grayson and Jackson, but I'm just like, yeah. If we have another one, it's going to mm-hmm. be adoption because yeah. I just don't think I could do it again. I mean, obviously, if somehow there was a surprise, yeah. I would push through it. Yeah. But I am, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I it, understand. It, it that. scares me, is more mm-hmm. what it is. Like, it terrifies me to it's, be pregnant again. It's overwhelming when you're dealing with that stuff. So, yeah. mm-hmm. well, thank you, Kayla, for mm-hmm. coming on today. It's been so good to hear from you. And I can't mm-hmm. wait for our listeners to hear your story. So, Thanks for being here and thanks guys for listening. Hey listeners, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to learn more about Bane's Legacy, go to www.baneslegacy.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Bane's Legacy 19 and Facebook at Bane's Legacy. And if you want to learn more about Taisley's foundation, Tay Tay Tough, go to www.taytaytough.org. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram also at Tay Tay Tough.